Hello and welcome to the Synthetic Podcast. Now you're probably asking yourself or thinking, this sounds like an audio-only podcast. Are we taking steps backwards? And to that I say no. I've been getting so much electrolysis done. It's either my face or tits that are just in a constant state of redness or irritation. (laughs) Um, But all is well. I currently have... uh, antibiotic ointment on my face just because you really need to uh and i have some on my chest not that i'm going to be topless or whatever if i if i were to be filming this because i wouldn't be because you know youtube would take it down i'd get flagged and they'd send somebody to my house to do who knows what but anyways i got lots of cool stuff to talk about and before i forget before I forget, I have had fucking three emails that I've put off to the side for a while. Um, there was a couple different podcasts. I just didn't feel like fucking reading anything. Uh, I didn't feel like talking about anything past you know me moving or just my personal experiences. So um, that's why. There's really no other excuse. I'm not going to be like, well, you know, I was re- really busy. No, I wasn't. I just didn't feel like it. So if um, that causes you to be upset or mad or depressed, then uh, you can go fuck yourself. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, let's, okay. I am going, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to start with a small one and work my way up to the big juicy one, I guess. Okay. All right. (laughs) What's going on, Vato Loco? I've been super busy these days, but I finally caught up with your podcast. I found it so wild that Mike was threatening a lawsuit and making you guys use your phone instead of using those fifty uh instead of using those fifty dollars to buy a regular tablet for the drivers. When I used to work there, Mike threatened to fire me one time and legit uh next day talked to me like nothing happened. I have a ton of tomfoolery about the Yeah, I have a ton of tomfoolery about the thought of the the time flew by and you were almost on your way to Texas. Best wishes, man. I'd love to uh, see you one last time before you go. If you ever want to reach out, here's my number. Enrique, thank you. So as you can tell, this was sent a while ago. So my bad. Uh, it was fucking fun uh, working with you, man. I I def- I got I gotta say that. So if you're listening to this, just fucking know. That I like spending time with you at work. Now, Enrique and I, um, when he first started, I believed his route was kind of like next to me for a while. But the thing that him and I connected on wasn't video games. It, it wasn't talking about uh, anything crazy. We we got common ground uh, for the movie Blood In, Blood Out, Bound by Honor. And we would just throwback uh lines from because the whole movie no bullshit is just one fucking line after another just one banger after the other from beginning to end and if you don't like the movie i just probably think there's something wrong with you as a person and i'm not saying that to be mean i'm not saying that to be an insensitive piece of shit the movie is so fucking good that i would watch it with my family and i with the way I grew up, it's a good movie. 
But I know a lot of other people, it's probably inappropriate to watch like with your young kids or whatever. But I, I wasn't shielded from a lot of that stuff. And I'm really glad that I wasn't because I, I got to watch a lot of cool movies at a young age. And I fucking, I really dug it. But anyways, um, I want all of you to do homework. I don't care if you have to rent this on YouTube or it's probably not on Netflix. I hardly doubt it. Or uh, find it some other way. Go, go rent it, buy it. And I want to hear your feedback. You can leave comments on YouTube with this video. You can send me an email so I can read your responses. It's a, it's an awesome movie. And, you know, I asked him up front one day. I was like, hey, like, because he's Mexican as fuck, right? His name's Enrique. So um, I was like, hey, you know, I really like this movie Blood and Blood Out. And he knew exactly what I was talking about. And I was like, as a Mexican person... How do you feel about this movie? I was like, do you feel like it's problematic? And I, the reason I asked the, that the way I did is because he's younger than I am. I think he's, what, mid-20s? Uh, I want to say you're 23. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm an asshole. But, um, and he was like, no, it's just kind of cheesy. And I was like, oh, fuck, really? Because, you know, I'm, th- I, like, I'm some ignorant white fuck. When I first started watching this movie, I lived in the trailer park. So to give you just an ideal of like how authentic we were being, me, my mom, my dad, and my little sister, Amber, we would fucking be making like tacos or fucking like uh, volcanoes or something. Anything that was like remotely Mexican to a fucking ignorant white person or nachos. And we would like all get our shit ready you know, we'd have, um, my family bought Pepsi. I don't know why. I don't know if they had something against Coke or whatever, but <laughs> I'm giving you all these fucking nerdy details. I'm getting all excited about it. Um, we would get all of our food and like our, you know, when you live in a trailer park, you got to have one of those tall ass. It's like a, it's like a bright blue or like a bright red, almost like a pinkish color. They're pl- like plastic cups and they got like, instead of like being round, they got ridges all the way around, you know? And we would, like, just have those fucking topped off with Pepsi. And we would just be snacking away and, like, watching this movie. And I I just fucking loved it. And I would watch it with my buddy Jeremiah, uh, my buddy uh, Chris and Joe Vasallo. We would watch the movie. I'd watch it by myself, you know, during the summer if I was, like, just in my room playing video games. Because as I talked about before, I had an awesome setup when I was in middle school. And I had one TV I think it was to the left that was either for movies because I had a VHS under th- underneath the thing. And it was also hooked up to my Nintendo. My TV on the right was hooked up to my Sega. And uh, it was only hooked up to a system. It didn't have the uh, TV uh, VCR combo. If you're really young and you're listening to this, look up what a VCR is. It's, it's archaic as fuck, man. It, I'd, man, we were really chugging along there for a while with the V. Uh, with the uh, VCRs, man, the VHS tapes. God damn, time flies. What what year was that? I lived in the trailer park for about four years from like ages of like 11 to 14, something like that, 15. I, I It was before I started high school. That's all I remember. Uh, anyways, so uh, I don't know, fucking mid, late 90s. Yeah. Anyways, I'm fucking getting off topic. Listen to me. Uh, yeah, I 
I really wish, man, we could have fucking hung out, but I was so dead set on moving, dude. Um, I got out of there. I kept moving my date up and up and up. And every time that I had to do that, I had to like talk to some of my friends, be like, Hey, I'm moving the date up again. Or would you be willing to help me on this day instead of this day? They were like, sure. And I kept having to deal with the Penske website, which was actually awesome, by the way, because anytime you made a change in the Penske website, uh, it was done automatically. So there was no lag with the website. It was fucking sweet, dude. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, I'm living in Texas now, man. So if, I guess if you're up for uh, visiting Texas uh, one day, just fucking hit me up, man. Because that would be fun as shit to hang out here. You could show me what Tex-Mex is all about. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, I fucking, there was uh, so many people that I didn't hang out with. And I, I kept putting it off because I kept, I kept packing. And I kept, I kept moving the date up earlier and earlier. And, uh, there was so many fucking plans I had with people to like hang out before I left. But I was like, I was thinking, I was like, what am I doing, man? You know, I was like, I'm, and I, I'm just, these are just the words that are in my head. So I'm just going to say them, but I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm putting off my fucking date to, to bullshit in somebody's couch, you know, and I got to pay more rent and I got to pay bills later and later. And I got to work at this fucking job. I guess I didn't have to work at the job, but I, I was just like, well, if I'm going to be here, I should be making money. That was my thought anyways. But, um, no. Yeah. So didn't hang out with Enrique. I wanted to hang out with Jeremy and uh, his brother, Ira, a lot more, play some more magic. I wanted to hang out with my buddy, Brian and Gypsy more. They were on the website or the website. Listen to me, the podcast. I'm fucking dumb. And, uh, my friend Jennifer and I just, uh, Oh, and Jason, not my cousin, my friend with benefits. He was going to be on the podcast and we were going to hang out and fool around, do all kinds of crazy shit. None of that happened because I'm an impatient fuck. And uh, it is what it is. But thank you for sending that email. It actually really means a lot to me, man. I, I, you know, with somebody in my position, you always, you don't know, you know, with like a lot of people and especially like with my adult content and my Instagram and my Twitter and the podcasts and all that, all that stuff, you don't know what somebody's going to think, you know, cause I just assume that people are just going to fucking hate me. Not because I think that the world is like transphobic. I don't really like using that word. Um, but it, a lot of people are just normal vanillas, you know, and I'm fucking doing everything I'm doing in my body all the time. And, the way I talk about things on here, dude, <laughs> you know, with like, cause like I, I thought seriously, like with Enrique, he maybe have, maybe would have listened to like the first episode and just would have been like, dude, what the fuck? I, I don't know if he's like laughing behind my back, behind the scenes. I don't know if it's like him and his girlfriend, but like, do you work with this fucking fruitcake? I have no idea. And I felt like the same way with like Jeremy and Ira, like they listen to like every episode and I'm just like, oh my God, dude, I said so much. It is so bad. And even, even sometimes people add me on Instagram or whatever and they're like, oh, I listened to it with my girlfriend and like so on and so forth. And I'm like, oh fuck. So there's people driving around out in the world, listening to me ramble on about my crazy shit. And, uh, yeah, I guess it doesn't bother people. You know, I, I don't know. It, it is, it is what it is. But, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Actually, I'm I'm actually on the website for my podcast right now. Let me see the stats. So we're currently I'm recording. This is level uh, level, dude. Episode ninety. Let's go to the stats here. Let's see what the downloads are. Sixteen thousand seven hundred plus. Okay. And the last thirty days, we got six hundred downloads. Ooh, fancy. Okay, now before I fucking start rambling on again, I'm just going to go to the next one because this person has emailed the podcast plenty of times before. So let's get to this one. Okay, it had only been a few weeks since my last adventure out as Marie, but there is a constant pressure welling inside of me to be dressed as a female. My girlfriend is most perceptive to my needs and knowing that Marie is a sissy with excuse me, Marie is a sissy that will fulfill her needs too, told me to be ready for Saturday. It started with mistress commanding me to shower while at her apartment, removing all of my leg hair. While I had a great deal of chest and back hair, she knew what she was doing. Put your hands behind your back. And I did, I did so. She produced a foo-foo clip. Everybody pause. Look up what a foo-foo clip is. Um, so your ideal with what exactly this looks like. If um, if you're not familiar, you're probably just going to be really confused. So pause this, go to your Google Safari, whatever, type in foo-foo clip, F-U-F-U clip, or um, uh, foo-foo cage, sissy cage, or whatever. Continuing. I don't want the bulge of a sissy cage to ruin the lines of your dress tonight, Mistress warned. She struggled for quite a bit to put my testes into my body, push my clitty head back, and then pull my scrotum through the clip and adjust it. I have the same problems, dude. That's why I don't really use them. When she was done, I had a passable-looking pussy. Yeah, that's how it works. Sorry for my sniffles. Bend over, she directed. There was something... This is something new. I quivered when she used the lube on my boy pussy. She she slid a finger into me to test me. She caressed my prostate, causing my knees to buckle as she quickly removed her finger. That's not how you're going to come tonight, you slut. She, she quipped. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> She used even more lube, and then she instructed me to be prepared. Something smooth started entering my butt. You'll keep this plug in all night. I'm not used to keeping something in my ass for for more than a second or two, and I was worried. Also, I had no idea how big the plug diameter was. Yeah, that's you really want to know that. She started slowly and held it so I could adjust to the insertion. She pushed the she pushed and the plug started to feel good. Then when it started to stretch me it began to hurt. Yeah. Please mistress it hurts I whined. Hold still she told me. I felt a big push f- followed by a sharp pain. Yeah. The plug settled into me and I was pleasantly surprised at how it felt. So actually I'll continue afterwards. The the neck was longer than the plug I had tried before. And I could tell it was soft silicone. Your clothes are waiting for you, my mistress proclaimed. I entered our bedroom, and there were several items waiting for me to wear. 
There was a red and black sheath dress and an open bottom briefer with garters, a pair of thick pink pan- a, a pair of pink panties, my silicone breasts, black shoes, some Hanes reinforced heel and toe stockings, my favorite, he says. She says, excuse me, sorry. And a couple bracelets and a black necklace with black hanging earrings. I love the type of earrings that swing enough to touch my neck when I move. Mistress knows that and she loves me, so she accommodates me when she feels like it. The dress had a neckline that hid my chest and back hair. Mistress plans well. I like that. The first article I put on was panties. I was amazed at how smooth the fufu clip made me. I pulled the body briefer over my head and inserted my D-cup silicone breast into place. The weight sent a small chill down my spine. I grabbed one of the stockings, rolled it, rolled it up, then slid it onto my leg, taking care not taking. Yeah, sorry, folks. Then slid it onto my leg, taking care not to snag it to ensure all of the wrinkles were out of it. I hooked one garter onto it to hold it into place. When I did the same with the, then I did with the same with the other leg. After both stockings were secure with all six garters, I casually rubbed my legs together, thrilled the sensation of my nylons making the swish noise. I didn't finish dressing as I knew Mistress had hired a makeup artist to visit. Just a few minutes passed until Pariah arrived. She had done my makeup before, and I knew what looks I preferred for going out. She put a cape over my dress as she began her work. She quickly applied makeup and false eyelashes. She paid, she paid close attention to my lipstick. I get a tingle of excitement when I have lipstick on and feel the lip prints on my drinking glass. I like that detail that you point that out. After my face was done, she began working on my hair. Mistress had wanted me to grow my hair out so I wouldn't need a wig anymore in the future. Pariah took her time and made my hair gorgeous and commented, When Halloween rolls around, your hair should be long enough for me to crimp her. Would you like that? Yes, she would, Mistress, ans- Mistress answered. Finally, Pariah watched and instructed me to put on to how to put on my false nails. You are very good at that, she stated. Thank you, ma'am, I replied. Pariah took a few pictures of me for her portfolio and left. Mistress bought me a couple rings, brought me a couple rings, a couple of bracelets, a watch, earrings, necklace, and shoes. As I was finishing getting ready, I noticed Mistress had changed into a black sheath and hose. Ready, my little girl, she queried. We left her apartment and made our way downstairs to her car so she could drive us into town. She reversed our tradition and held the passenger door open for me. Ooh. As I started to enter the car, Mistress ran her hand over my crotch. Just checking my sissy hadn't loosened her clit, she said. I sat down in the car seat and carefully swung my legs into into practice getting into the car without getting excuse me, without giving someone a show. Mistress demands 
mistress demands I be circumspect unless unless and until she orders me otherwise. We left for the restaurant and she selected valet parking. Hold on, ladies. I'll take care of both of you, both of your doors for you, the attendant called her. He helped mistress first, then came around to my side, opened my door, let me swing my legs out, took my hand uh, and helped me and helped me stand. Thank you, I cooed. I was so pleased that he called me a lady. Deep down, I knew he was being kind because of my presentation, but still it delighted me. Mistress guided me to inside the hostess desk. She gave her name and stated that we were a party of two. We were shown to our table and given our menus. The waitress came over to greet us. Good evening, ladies. Is there any special occasion we're celebrating tonight, she asked. Again, a shiver ran up my spine because the waitress had recognized my, my presentation. We took our time and each had a drink, shared an app and dessert, dinner, several things pleased me. The waitress referred to us as ladies, the lipstick imprint on my glass, and the man holding the door for us. We went upstairs to a rooftop bar to continue having drinks. As soon as we got there, I signaled to mistress that I had to go use the restroom. She went with me to protect me while I got relief. I had to wait in line to use a stall. This was a new experience for me. As a man, I'd taken it for granted how easy it was to pee in the men's bathroom. My time came, and I entered the stall, dropped my panties, and sat down. I was very nervous. I hadn't worn a fufu clip before, so I was unsure on how to the stream was going to act. The stream ended up not being a problem. I used some TPE to clean up, pulled up my panties, and caressed myself. It was, it was heavenly. I got dressed and then went to wash my hands and waited outside for mistress. All right. It was extremely noisy outside on the roof deck. Mistress guided me around. She found a couple of chairs. She left to get drinks, and when she returned, we had a great time just looking at the sights. We eventually left to retrieve the car from the valet. I tried my best to keep my legs closed as I swung them into the car, but not entirely successful. I caught the, va um, I caught the valet attendant oogling my legs. As she drove home, mistress caressed my stocking-covered legs. Stocking-covered legs. This began to excite me, and I actually whimpered at one point. She entered the parking lot garage and held the door open for me as I got out. She took the opportunity to have me bend over and place my hands on the car's roof as she smacked my ass five times and exclaimed, That's for showing off to the valley, you slut. <laughs> we entered the elevator, and as she entered the code, On your knees, sissy, she hissed. I sank to my knees as the elevator rose. This was a bit of a risk since anyone could enter at any time. Kiss my foot, sissy slut, she ordered. I did this with relish as my mistress' feet were nylon covered and I had wor worshipped them many times. Finally, we reached her floor and she pulled me. she pulled me up to lead me back to her place. She made me stop, and she placed a large pink fur-lined choker collar that said Sissy Slut in jeweled sparker, sparkling letters around my neck and cinched it 
cinched it up tight. There was a chain leading to a loop so that she could control me. The next thing out of her purse was a pair of pink fur-lined handcuffs. Then she placed my wrist behind my back. The cuff said, fuck toy, that were jeweled like the collar. She tugged on my leash and led me slowly down the long hall to her apartment. If anyone sees you, I'll let them use you as they like, she whispered to my ear. We had not talked about this, but I grew excited, hoping someone would enter the hallway. Finally made it back to her door, and when she opened it, she entered but blocked my way. Kneel, she said. She waited until I kneeled. Then she closed the door as much as she could with the chain in the way. I have no idea how long I remained there, but finally opened and she... I'm sorry. But the door finally opened and she opened it and beckoned me inside. She was wearing the same corset and stockings she had for dinner, but with long leather boots now and no dress. It was apparent to me that I would be getting fucked as she was sporting a field dough inserted into her pussy. Those are, yeah, amazing. Uh, into her pussy and was and it was jutting out. She led me to the bathroom and removed the collar and handcuffs and pulled the dress over my head. She pulled my panties off and then put the collar handcuffs back on, but the handcuffs were in front this time. I dutifully bent over to bent over the bed to receive my ass fucking. As quickly as I had bent over, she had spanked my ass. All right. Do what you're told, not what you want, she ordered. I stood back up. And she turned me around and pushed my chest to make me fall backwards onto the bed. She grabbed a bottle of lube and applied it liberally to the fieldo. Here it comes, I thought. Well, I was dead wrong. She also lubed my pussy lips and I and began to slide the penis shaped penis shape of the fieldo against my trapped genitals. It didn't feel good at first, but as her hips kept thrusting, I became excited. I began to thrust against her penis. It lasted long enough that mistress had to relubricate, relubricate us. By that, but by that time, I was beginning to be desperate to come. I thoroughly enjoyed being on my back with her spreading my stocking-covered legs and still wearing my high heels. I wrapped my legs around her and began pulling her hard against. Be, began pulling hard against her. I finally. Ex- I finally exploded, getting my genitals soaked and cum. I didn't know how I achieved orgasm without an erection, but my foo-foo clip held firm. And as I came down from my release, I kept rubbing my clit and began to spasm again. I didn't shoot out any more cum, but it did seem like I had another orgasm. Mistress left the room and grabbed a hot, wet washcloth, tenderly removed my foo-foo clip, I can't wait until she makes me wear it again, Marie. Holy shit, folks. That is a fucking story. What was that, a five-pager? Three, four... Let's see. Yeah, like just like four and a half pages. Holy fuck, man. That is awesome. Uh, you know, stuff like that should be inspiring to a lot of people that listen to this. Now, for for some of my more vanilla friends, I'm not talking about you. 
So for Jeremy, Ira, or Enrique, I'm not saying you got to wear a foo-foo clip and get fucked in your ass and go out in public and have your have your girlfriend to humiliate you. I'm not saying that. But for everybody else that's into this crazy stuff, whether uh, you're on just more of a temporary journey as far as like the cross-dressing goes or something a little bit more permanent, the balls that Marie and her mistress have are fucking next level and i like it and i uh would love to get more stories that being said i went out in public twice myself dressed up um once i just i I had i think i had just finished one of my other episodes or i think it was adult content i don't remember but anyways i was wearing normal clothes but i just decided to go to mcdonald's to get some food uh, and I was just driving around, and I eventually went back home. But the uh, the other thing that I did was a little bit more naughty than that. And we're back. Sorry about that. You may have not have noticed that I took a little break, but I had a bunch of uh, that ointment on my face that I needed to wipe off before I started drinking from my uh, my water bottle with the liquid IV. So... I finally kind of decided to say, fuck it. I've been talking with a few people for a while now that live in Texas. And uh, one of them is, uh, and this is just the one I'll be talking about. So yeah, um, this one particular person, um, he's kind of a kind of a nerd. Met him from FetLife. And with... You know, after like talking for a while and everything, you know, I was, I was like, you, you get a good sense from somebody after a while. Cause like with me, as I've talked about on the podcast before, you can really sense, uh, after a certain amount of time goes by, if somebody's kind of genuine, the, the thing that that's always worked for me. And I don't do it to be an asshole, but like I do it for my own safety and like until I just have that feeling to where I'm sure. You know what I mean? So we've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks. And uh, basically this person, I I originally thought they were like strictly into pup, pup play. So like being like a dog or whatever, but they, they really just like being like a slave and like they enjoy to be dominated and stuff, right? So, um, you know, we get kind of got to know each other and he, he told me a little bit more about what he liked and, you know, he's into games and he plays Magic the Gathering and shit, right? And I was like, you know what? I'm feeling pretty good about this. So I was like, hey, you know, I, you know, I kind of got like a good feeling about you. I can kind of trust you. You don't really seem to be like pestering me all that much. And I was like, here's my number. If you feel comfortable enough, text me. And then he was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't really know you that well yet. I don't really feel comfortable, but, um, but thank you. And then we eventually would, but th- I took that as like another good sign of like, all right, well, this person's clearly being cautious. So, you know, as, as like time is going by, he would ask me and again, not pestering. That's one of the things I like about this person I, for right now, I'm going to leave, uh, both his male name and his female name out of it. Because uh, he also likes to cross-dress as well, right? And um, I lost my train of thought. Hang on. 
I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm thinking about like three things at once. Uh, okay. So uh, he would keep, he would ask me like, you know, a couple times throughout the week, hey, hey, are you free this day or, or are you free this day? And it was like that, like every week. And again, I was just like, well, you know, I got this going on. I got this going on. I was like, I'll let you know, but just keep asking me because I, I would definitely like to fucking hang out with you. So some time goes by and we're chatting and uh, he works at like an apartment, not an apartment. I'm sorry. One of those storage unit places, one of those big ones, though, that they're that like really tall and shit that you can like drive through. And uh, he was like, you know, on Sundays and Mondays, I'm here all by myself. And, you know, I, I think it'd be hot if you came up to the office and kind of, you know, just made me do things or whatever. And I was like, well, you know, you're kind of thinking I was like, well, everybody always says that shit, right? Including me. Like, I can't tell you how many times I wanted to fucking hang out with people. Constantly. And I would always be the asshole that's fucking busy. And to be honest, I was. I was either always working and with my free time because, you know, I got OnlyFans and I have people fucking paying me money to make shit. I I was trying to do that and go to the gym and just... I was always trying to get my stuff done. And my stuff comes first rather than just hanging out with somebody else that wants to just be feminine just for the sakes of doing that, which is fine. But when you got shit to do, it's kind of hard to concentrate on that. And like, I know myself and basically I, in those circumstances would have been like, well, you know, I fucking, I would have been thinking about all the shit that I'm not getting done because we're just two fucking fruitcakes sitting on a couch, you know, doing who knows what, you know what I mean? But anyways, so this, um, it's, it's Sunday, and he was like, hey, you should fucking come up to my to my work. And I don't even remember what it's called, but he works at a storage place, right? So uh, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm like, fuck it. I should just go up there, dude. Fuck it, you know? And then I was like, yeah, you know, fucking don't. And I kept going back and forth with myself. But as I'm going back and forth with myself, I'm getting prepped cleaning myself up, you know, just doing my regular shaving stuff. And I was like, should I just make a fucking video for tonight? I don't know. You know, I kept, I kept going back and forth. And then, uh, I didn't hear from him for like an hour or so. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'm just going to get dressed, leave the house and let, cause I did a drive by before I even considered going over there just to see where it was at. And I was like, oh, this this is on a busy fucking street corner. <laughs> and uh, so I was wearing uh, my red wig, like a, a red shiny metallic lipstick with it. I was wearing a uh, white button-down shirt, like a business shirt, like a like a very nice like looking just business shirt, right? Uh, and I was wearing a black skirt and my black office pumps. Like to me, they're office pumps, but to everybody else, they're probably just like fucking black heels, but they're like normal high heels that somebody, you would see somebody wear like in the fucking eighties or something. Probably not so much now. Maybe, I don't know, maybe in New York. Hang on. Let me take a swig of this folks. Ah, it's got a nice kick to it. So, um, I just, I, you know, I tell my, my cousin and Tiffany, 
my cousin Jason and his wife Tiffany are sitting in the living room. And I was like, I'll be back in a bit. And they're like, you about to go off and have some fun? I was like, yeah, something like that. I'll see you guys in a bit. So they're like, all right, see you when you get back. I just leave the house fucking looking sexy and hop in the car and drive to this person's work. And I just send him a text. I was like, hey, I'm here. I'm parked in the back. There's not a lot of doors back here. This fucking, the back of this building had no exit doors at all. And it had like four windows that looked like they were built up in a certain way to where they didn't even, they looked like fake windows. But I couldn't really, um, couldn't really tell. But anyways, uh, any event, uh, he's like, all right, I'm going to walk back there now. So he walks back and we're, we're chatting for a little bit and, uh, very, very normal person. He doesn't seem to be nervous or on edge at all. And I, I'm taking this as a good sign because like, I'm not nervous, but I'm fucking close to it. Because I'm just like, I, the thing that I was just not telling myself, not to convince myself, but the part of me was just like, you know, you have all these fucking thoughts and all these ideas and fantasies that you want to do and you want to live your life. And it's like, you can't even fucking like leave your house to go do something basic. So, like, are you going to fucking start new in Texas? Or are you going to start being more of this version of yourself? Like, what are you going to do, you know? And I was like, let's just do whatever, as long as we're being fucking somewhat safe. Um, I, I mean that more in the public sense, you know, of, like, just not being, like, in a, a, a very busy place in Texas and get fucking, you know, curb stomped or whatever. You know what I mean? So, um... He was like, all right, well, let's, you know, I'll, I'll meet you around the side. And I was like, just hop in the car. And he's like, all right. So he hops in the car. We pull off to the side. And sure enough, there's a bunch of parking spaces. There's one door that you have to have a badge to to get in. And, um, uh, you know, we're, we're chatting a little bit outside before we walk in. And uh, it's just very casual conversation about the situation and so on and so forth. And it was it was nice, like... You know, some people, when they get weirded out or they're about to do crazy shit that they're unsure of, they, you know, get wide-eyed and they have, like, bug eyes, you know? Like, oh, hey, what's going on? But not this person. So we, uh, he opens, he opens the door with his badge. It beeps. We walk in. And, uh, um, so we're standing there. And I was like, so tell me a little bit more about what you like. And he's like, I love to be humiliated and in front of people. And, uh... I just like serving and I was like, all right, get down on your knees. And then I hop on his back and I make him walk around like a dog and, you know, making him do different things. And I was like, kiss my heels. And then that turned into lick my heels. And then it turned into kiss my legs and lick my legs. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting aroused. So the other side of my fucking tight black mini skirt uh, I have a fucking heart on and I'm like pushing it through the skirt um, so we can feel it rub against his face, but I'm not pulling it out yet. And then I have him, you know, go down to the, to my other shoe, kiss that, lick that, work his way up. And then I slowly just pull my skirt up and just slap my dick on his face. And then he just, I just 
start fucking face fucking him a little bit. He starts going down on me. And um, it sounds like people are about to like come down the stairs or whatever. So we kind of call it quits. And I purposely showed up at this place, giving us less than a half an hour to fool around. So if that I didn't trust this person or I didn't like this person or whatever, I knew that he had to close up shop anyways, right? So with all that being said, um, I didn't I didn't finish, but I was surprisingly into it more than I was expecting myself to be, which just kind of by itself, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm actually kind of really enjoying this crazy shit right now. I'm thinking this to myself, you know? And I was like, well, I really had fun. He's like, me too, mistress. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, we just fucking called it quits. And, uh, you know, he's been wanting to hang out. Like, every other day I get, like, a text message from him or something. But last night I thought it was kind of nice because he's like, hey, do you and your cousin um, have commander decks? I I would like to come over and play some magic if you guys are interested. And I was like, fuck, dude, that's really cool that, like, I have, like, a little bit of banter back and forth with somebody that's just not all about fucking sucking tranny cocks and, like, all this other stuff, you know? So it was really nice. It was really nice to... It's it's just it's just nice in general to be able to talk with somebody on a normal basis about normal shit without you having to be on all the time to where you're just fucking going, you know, and just you got to say this sexy like and that sexy like and it just gets fucking it just gets irritating after a while. Um, So, yeah, uh, so that's that's one of the things that I've done since I've been down here. Um, hang on, I, I'm fucking thirsty. Ugh. Shit. It's got a sharp bite to it. Uh, anyways. the Oh, I've been talking to a lady from FetLife, but she's kind of like, she's kind of like wishy-washy. Uh... The interesting thing is, she's like an older goth woman. She's got like curves in all the right places. Uh, but like my thing is, it's like... Uh, she seems to be so careless about just getting fucked and like wanting to hang out. I'm just like, oh, I don't... I just... I don't know. <laughs> but I say that as, after I just shared my story going to somebody's work and fucking them in the face at the bottom of the stairwell. So... I don't know. Uh, besides that, uh, the only other connection that I made, and this this person seems to be much more legit and much more measured, which is kind of why I'm going to take my time with it. And I might actually visit his place tomorrow, but he's older. He's got a nice job, works from home. And uh, he actually kind of seems like he wants more of a like a long-term relationship and kind of wants to like settle down. And then I find myself being surprised that I, I'm like, oh, I wonder what that would be like. And dude, I, I fucking, <laughs> I, uh, things are getting weird, man. Being on these fucking hormones. I will say that things are kind of getting, uh, a little funky. I'm starting to, I, I don't want to say I'm. I get, oh no, that's not totally true. So I, I guess you could kind of say I'm more attracted to the to the masculine stuff. Uh, 
but it's it's weird depending on like who you talk to and how they talk to you i feel oddly oddly comfortable being in the situation that i'm in and being treated in a feminine way by a masculine person and that's i just (laughs) i have thought sometimes of like what the fuck's going on with you like talking to myself i'm like what do you what do you like what are you what are you doing because as i've said on this podcast many a times i am strictly attracted to the female form much more than i am attracted to the male form as far as like wanting to like dominate but when it comes to being like topped by a a masculine figure i'm not really bothered by it at all as long as i'm in my feminine form and um yeah it uh it's it's getting fucking weird to the point uh i'm starting to question a lot of my own reality but i i don't know maybe i'm just overthinking things maybe it's just the, the sexual exploits uh getting me all confused about things You know, who knows? Maybe I've been bullshitting myself the whole time. But it is what it is. I thought I would share that with you because I have and have indeed finally started to to experiment myself and have a little, a little bit of fun that I was always kind of curious about. Um, so, yeah, I... Uh, <laughs> There's if if I seem hesitant about anything, it's because as I'm saying this stuff, I'm kind of questioning myself. Are you sure you really want to share this? And it yet yeah, it keeps coming out of my mouth. So uh, that is what it is, I guess you could say. Um, maybe it's just me uh, because I've had so much going on, moving to Texas, looking for work. Uh, making new friends of the sexual sort, going to like different coffee shops with my cousin and um, his wife to go work on our nerd projects, going to nerd stores to talk with other nerds about nerd shit. And it's just, it's just been just one thing after the other. And I, I actually really dig it. And it's, it's weird for me right now with where I'm at in life to just lean into all my instincts and have everything be working out nicely. You know what I mean? Um, whether it's appropriate or not, whether it's just, um, you know, just me and my crazy sexual exploits, it's, it's been nice to just kind of be myself. And like the, the other thing is like, I get to live in a place where I have two roommates that are well well aware of like you know what it is I do when I make videos or I, I make a podcast or they're even open to the fact of like me having my friends with benefits over they're not bothered by it at all and it's just nice to be able to 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 be able to exist on a certain level to where I can be more of myself without really thinking about all of the different filters that you have to put on. Does that make sense? So, 
you know, like sometimes when I go back and forth from like um, the bathroom or like my little office to where my makeup desk is and all that stuff uh, with my little vanity mirror and all that, it's if somebody sees me dressed up or not, like nobody says anything. It's always nice to hear like, oh, you look really good over there. And it's, I appreciate it. It makes me feel really good. And, um, I, I wish, so I'll, you know what, maybe we'll just, um, we'll just, let's just hop into this now because I, I keep wanting to jump over there and I keep, I keep, uh, trying to stay in a certain track. So let's just go over to what I naturally want to talk about. So the thing that I was going to kind of hold off until the end, because I was going to do another story that somebody sent to me, but maybe I'll save that for the end is, um, one of the things that I really want, I really fucking tried when I moved down here is I wanted to get a job to where somebody like me, if I was in my like full feminine form or feminine for me, you know, with like my makeup and lashes and wig and dressed mostly appropriate for where I, where I would be working. I really did my best to get a job at like an adult bookstore, an adult arcade, um, some sort of a sex dungeon, gay clubs. I, with all the gay clubs and bondage places and dungeon and uh, sex toy shops and porn shops and lingerie shops, with all of them in roughly about a 36-mile radius, 37-mile radius, something like that, none of them were fucking hiring. I had a few interviews in person as I was filling out the application and they were just asking me questions and stuff. Uh, some of them said they were taking applications but not hiring at the moment. Other places were not hiring at all, but we're still taking applications if you want to leave one. And then other places were like, yeah, you know, asking me questions. We're totally going to, we're looking for somebody to hire and we'll take your application and we'll give you a call if we're interested. And I tried and tried and tried and fucking nothing, man. Um, there was a, a few... Uh, places towards the end that kind of came through but i kept like jockeying my position so with amazon target and kroger these were like the three last jobs that i i was like really looking at and i was like oh my god like a uh, fucking because if you look at these jobs in full over time uh that you would be working them whether they were seasonal or you could possibly get a permanent position Either the work was good for the pay or the the pay was um was like kind of like exceptional. And there was a few other jobs. There's there's one that I'll meant I'll kinda hint at at the end or whatever, but with the Amazon thing, it was only seasonal. Uh it was anywhere between like sixteen and eighteen bucks an hour, depending on like what shift you wanted and what you were like kind of capable of doing. The shifts at Amazon were totally fucked. They were totally fucked. They were like all weird times of day, 10 to 12 hour shifts, like four times a week, like working fucking midnight on an airplane. And, and I'm just like, dude, what in the fuck is all this, man? Like you don't have something normal, but again, it was seasonal. So it is what it is. And the thing with Amazon is like with their website, you can easily fill out an application for a job or just remove your application 
But if you keep it, it automatically wants you to set up a date for when you're going to try to do your training and all your like paperwork and stuff. Um, and I, I was trying to you know, hear from these other two jobs or these other few jobs, actually, there's like several, like five jobs I was like looking at at the same time. And I was like, fuck, if I could just hear, get hear from this one first, I would much rather work at this one. Cause the Amazon place was a little bit farther than these other few that I was looking at. And I was just like, fuck, dude, I don't want to work those hours. Like, it's only seasonal, no fucking benefits. So then I kept pushing Amazon off and Amazon off. And then uh, I finally got an interview at Kroger. And she's like, as long as you pass the background check, you're hired. And it's been fucking two weeks. Background check. Because you can go in and check it. It hasn't fucking moved at all. Like, in the past seven or eight days. Maybe, maybe more than that. And I'm just like, dude, this fucking sucks, man. Like, this place is literally a mile from my house. Literally. It's like probably less than a mile. And I can't get a hold of this lady. When I show up, she's not there. But, like, my background check is still active. Because if I uh, log into the thing that they have set up for you, you can click on it, you can log in, and it'll kind of give you like a brief description of like where you're at with everything. And uh, go to view report. I'm looking at it right now as I'm talking because it's like, I kind of want to know like what the fuck is taking so long. And there's like a few things from like every section that say pending. And it's like there's a, there's somebody with my exact name in like every single state that is either committing crimes or just raping people. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's not me. Like, you can't just match a name with the fucking, you know, the goddamn social security number. I don't know. It's it's really, but like, there's a lot of stuff that's pending that just isn't going anywhere that's been pending since the beginning. But um, yeah, I don't know. So then I gave up on that. I took the job. I took the job at Target. I was hired. My training, my first day of training was two days ago. I fucking hated it. it. I was like halfway through. No, I'm sorry. I was like a quarter way through my training. And it's the closest I've been to depression in fucking many years. Like I was really just like, everybody was fine. But like, once I figured out that I had to work the register and I had to fucking just deal with people like that, I was like, dude, this is going to fucking suck. So I did roughly about six and a half hours on the computer. I showed up a half an hour early, roughly. So if I would have showed up on time, I probably would have barely ended up being on the register, which I was for like an hour 45, hour and a half, something like that. And I was like, dude, this is going to fucking suck. I was just so anxious the whole time. And I've been avoiding working to register my entire adult life ever since I've been 16 and I started working. I never wanted to be on a register. I think I only worked to register a couple times just to see what it was like at the party store when I actually used to work with Ira before um, we used to work at the pharmacy together. Where we worked at uh, Bushimi's uh, party store here on Point Party Store. And, uh, dude, the fucking clientele was crazy. The people that owned the store at the time were fucking bananas. It was just nuts all the way around. Anyways. Um, yeah, it, uh, 
I, I don't like dealing with people. And, like, the other thing, too, is, like, I always felt bad for people that work at gas stations or party stores. Because, like, if you're working alone, which most of the time, especially during, like, what type of shift you're working, you're by yourself. So if you have to take a shit or a piss, you don't have, like, a lot of time in between customers to just, just blah, have it leave your body and wash your hands and go back. Like, you're just really under pressure a lot of the times. And, like, if you're working by yourself... That line can fucking add up real fast. And then people get impatient and angry and so on and so forth. And I'm just like, I don't want to fucking do this. So as I come back from lunch, um, I'm about halfway through my training now. No, after I come back from my 15-minute break, uh, and then around towards halfway through my training, I get a job from this amazing company. They send me a text. And they're like, hey, you know, uh, we see that you filled out an application, so on and so forth. Uh, it's uh, this place in this town, and it's for this position. If you're still interested, uh, please give me a time and a date that you would like to uh, do an interview. And um, I, I moved some things around, and I was like, are you free tomorrow, 9 a.m.? And this person, and I don't know who I'm talking to, a man or a woman, they're just like, yep. I'll be I'll be free at uh, 9 a.m. I was like I'll see you there, and I was like thank you, thank you so much for your time. And then I show up and uh, went really well. She's like well I'll like to offer you this uh, this job opportunity. You just got to do a background check, and uh, I did that Friday. And uh, apparently, as long as everything is completed before then, my first day is going to be Wednesday, making 18 bucks an hour. Doing basic janitorial and light maintenance bullshit. Uh, I don't want to give you any more detail than that. Because it would definitely give it away of where I'm working. But if this background check passes at a reasonable time. Uh, it's good fucking money, dude. I'm not, I'm not going to give you uh, any more details other than that. Uh, the pay is extremely good. Uh, the benefits are really good. And... If I decide to stay there for a while, I would be very well off. Uh, get paid weekly. Uh, holidays are double time. And uh, they want me to work fucking... Uh, I'm going to be working a second shift. So my eight-hour block of work is going to anywhere be between anywhere 11 a.m. and 11 p.m. So 11 to 7, 12 to 8, 1 to 9, you 3 to 11, you get it. But it's just a full 8-hour shift, and uh, that's it. And uh, about 5 shifts a week. Uh, I didn't ask her about overtime and raises and stuff like that, just because I was so glad to fucking land something that was actually paying really good money. Um, as much as I did want the job at Kroger, they were starting me off at like $12 an hour. And, um, you know, the lady was like, well, you know, and when I was like chatting with her, she's like, I can really kind of tell from your, your personality that you're very charismatic. And she's like, honestly, you could climb up the chain really fast if you wanted to. And, uh, she's like, like I said, as long as you pass this background check, you can, you can work, um, you know, uh, I forget what shifts we talked about, but basically it was just being a stalker. In, a, in the grocery aisles. And it doesn't get much easier than that, folks. And she was saying that uh, Kroger is also union, which I didn't know. And she said the pay was going to go up to $14 sometime in like November. 
And I was like, fuck, well, that's not as much as I was making as a delivery driver for the pharmacy. I was making 15. So it's better than nothing, but it's a mile from my house. There's no reason I couldn't make it into work. The job is extremely simple. I wouldn't have to fucking deal with anybody. I wouldn't have to work a register or be bothered. But I never heard anything back from her. I tried and I tried and I tried to contact her and fucking nothing. Um, so now this one job that will, that shall remain nameless. Cause I, I'm kind of unsure about how this company feels about the whole LG, LG, plus dash minus <laughs> divided percent sign community. Um, so I am going to, uh, most likely do my best to hide all that stuff. And if the hormones start kicking in uh, even more in the next six months or a year, uh, I'll probably try to just bind my chest and and do what I can. Because if you read their dress code and like just how you're supposed to be presented, like they don't fuck around with any of that stuff. So I'm not even going to risk it. But the thing I was thinking about with this job, because it is paying so much and you don't have income tax in Texas. So my I'm... I don't know exactly how how big my paychecks would be because I don't know exactly how much uh, federal comes out of my paycheck. But getting paid weekly, it'll be it, it'll be around eight hundred something a week, um, and that it's give or take, obviously, with what taxes look like exactly in Texas. And again, I'm unsure. So that immediately is going to take me out of all my bad situations. Because I'll have some sort of income every single week. So I could I could attack a bill. I could pay for fucking food. I could do whatever, whenever, and I could be okay. Um, so I uh, made a... Uh, I plan to just get a bunch of stuff done this weekend. And then Monday and Tuesday, I have more stuff uh, plotted out. So um, I, I am fucking ecstatic. And... You know, I I think I mentioned this in the podcast. If I didn't, I'll say it again. But somebody like me that doesn't have any expertise in anything or training or I'm not really particularly knowledgeable about a lot of stuff, I'm not going to come across an $18 an hour job, roughly, give or take, plus or minus, too often. Most Most people like me are not. Back in the day, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, yeah, janitors at high schools and other places um, and even like factory settings and stuff got paid $18, $20 an hour to just do basic janitorial shit. Nothing crazy. And now they get paid anywhere. Well, I think now like the federal is like around 11 some dollars. But uh, yeah, man, it's just it, it fucking I'm just trying to be positive about it because um with the way that they work you at this place, apparently it's just unrelenting. So every day that I work, because I'm not allowed to have my phone on me at all, nor is it allowed to be on in the vicinity of the building, I am just going to think about my uh, story that I'm writing. I'm going to be thinking about my podcast and, and talking to you folks about stuff. And I am also going to be thinking about every dollar that I'm working, uh, not just to pay bills, but also for the next, the next procedures that I want to get done. You know, I, this is a lot of fucking money for somebody like me. And the level of excitement I have right now is almost irrational because even though she said I got hired and 
I bought everything I needed to buy for like the uniforms and all that's going to get delivered by like tomorrow. Uh, everything is getting shipped either overnight or fucking whatever through Amazon and this other fucking weird website. So I'm going to have my shoes, my shirts that they want me to wear and my pants. I'm not going to tell you what colors uh, and my particular belt. All this stuff is going to be taken care of before fucking Monday. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm super stoked about it, but things were getting really close there. And so much so that I even started, I even posted like online Craigslist and, uh, Facebook trying to like sell my computer. And I just keep, ha I, I just had to keep dropping the price. Cause like nobody was interested. And I was like, dude, this price, this, this, what I'm trying to sell my fucking computer for right now. It's like a fraction of what I could get for it if somebody knew what the fuck it was. And I was just like, dude, what am I doing? So I I didn't sell it. I'm, I've still been using it. Uh, but I, I, I was getting really close and I was like, dude, I just fucking, I just don't want to have any spot to where I don't, I don't have any fucking money for a couple weeks because that's going to suck. And I found one person that was willing to buy it for like, twelve hundred dollars and i just couldn't go through with it um twelve hundred cash i was gonna put it all in the bank and just use it for bills because i i still you know have shit incoming as i mentioned before um i took a loan out for fifteen thousand dollars to get a bunch of stuff done and fucking no regrets but uh as you're all well aware that when you have certain bills that are due, uh, that shit gets deducted, man. And you got to fucking pay somebody something. And I am about to run out of money. <laughs> and, um, I just happened to have these fucking two job opportunities. And like I said, I job hopped from target to this other place that will remain nameless. I'll say that again. And, um, yeah, I am on the fucking cusp of things kind of going south pretty quick. But uh, I've been using a credit card to deal with like a lot of the stuff um, like in between the scenes and everything of just like buying this or that. So I didn't have to use my debit card so I can use the debit card to make the withdrawal for my loan payment or whatever. So um as long as I get employed in the next week or so, I should fucking be good to go. So just know that uh, I did jump off that cliff, and um, it's not like as I'm as I'm talking right now. It is currently Saturday at five thirty-two p.m. Uh, November eleventh. So it's not. I don't, I'm currently not employed as I'm recording this because you still have to pass the background check. So until that's completed. Everything I said really doesn't fucking matter all that much. But anyways, let's let's move on to some of the stuff that has been going well. So two things. And I I really I'm I'm sorry that I did not want to record myself because otherwise you could just see my lips on the YouTube video or whatever, but it's going to be audio only because I did not feel like doing makeup on my swollen fucking mouth area and uh and all that stuff i was like i i just don't want it to get infected at all i put the ointment on there and it went down uh substantially quite a bit it's it's always like that but um 
I just didn't feel like fucking getting all dressed up and and fancy and presentable for um, this particular podcast episode. But um, I will be posting more pictures on my Instagram soon. There is a picture that has my um, my new lips. I'm wearing uh, a blue lipstick. You can't really notice all that much. The only thing you can really notice is that how blue my fucking lips are. But if you feel like visiting my Instagram and if you want to try to like see or whatever, you, you can go ahead and take a peek. But uh, yeah, lip injections uh, cost me 600 bucks, one vial. So that's like industry standard, basically. Uh, I got Juvederm Ultra. It lasts up to one year. It can last up to one year. And they recommend you always stay hydrated so your uh, the moisture doesn't get withdrawn from your lips. So I'm was already drinking an, an, enough water, and now I'm drinking even more. I'm pissing all the time. And because I take those fucking, the spironolactone, those meds, I'm pissing a lot. Uh, the pain level, because she used the numbing cream, and the, nu- the numbing cream she put on 30 minutes before she gave me any injections. It's like a 1.5 to like maybe a 2 at max at certain points, on uh, certain parts of your lips. But I was getting electrolysis done on my, um, on my, I think I was getting electrolysis on my face. And, uh, you know, me and my electrolysis guy, we both decided, like, well, let's not do anything to your face until like a week or so after you get your lips done. And so it can just heal and we don't have to touch that area. I was like, sweet. So she came in and while he was doing his thing on my chest, because I got electrolysis done on my entire chest. Uh, and keep in mind that with electrolysis, at least the place that I'm going to, they don't do sections in terms of like how you have to pay for body parts, like fucking, uh, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, ideal image does to where it's like your head costs a different thing than your fucking chest versus your feet and your lower legs and all that. So they're just like, uh, $50 for 30 minutes or a hundred dollars an hour. And then they give you an option if you want to. It's like if you spend $1,000 or $2,000, it'll take this much off. And because I didn't want to, you know, bust my load all at once, because I, I was, I'm glad I didn't, because I was thinking about in the future of like, if I just uh, ran out of money, like how that would work or whatever. I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to deal with that. So I, I've been doing one thing at a time with the electrolysis but, uh, electrolysis, but going to the lip injections, we went into her room and I was completely numbed up. She fucking slathered it on and, uh, she kept going in all different directions and we kept going, we kept using like this tiny little mirror. She's like, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to try to even out these areas. Do you see how this is a little bit different from this side over here? And she showed me pictures that she took with, just before she applied, uh, all the, um, the numbing cream to my face. And uh, I was like, hey, do what you got to do. So my lips are noticeably puffier. And I fucking love it. And um, once I catch up with uh, with this with this work situation, uh, she recommended wait like uh, one to one and a half months before I get like another dose if that's something I want to do. And it is. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm excited to possibly do that in the future. So that, that's, that's how it's been going for me. And I've been getting both of these things done at the same place and it's been fucking awesome. The electrolysis, I'm having at least, at least one treatment a week 
and we're usually bouncing for back and forth between my my face and my chest and my face it's either like the upper lip area or like the bottom lip or the goatee area along with the neck and when we're when we're doing the chest we're usually alternating from like the left and the right and the center and i'm just doing my fucking best to get it done and i i just i i fucking hate shaving people and it if you're if you want to know kind of like the situation with like maybe trans folks or people that feel like an odd sense of like you know you, you kind of either have like a slight disgust with certain uh parts of your body or certain aspects of it i've always kind of had that with my body here in regards to all this because um to have to fucking shave so often it's really a big bummer to just do it all the fucking time all the time and these hormones slow down my my body hair growth and in, in total by a lot and besides that um uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I just I still have to shave some areas, and that's why I'm getting all the electrolysis done. And it's just fucking. It's just a lot. It is so goddamn much. But again, it's not nearly as painful as the laser hair removal. That shit was fucking horrible. Okay. Okay, so let's finally get to this fucking uh, story. This is a fictional story that somebody wrote to me uh, June 5th. And uh, we're finally getting to it um, several months later. So I apologize. Uh, I did put it in my podcast binder and I forgot that I put it there and it sat there for a very long time. And my podcast binder actually has more stuff from Marie talking about favorite movies. And I was planning to share that when I was going to be doing a podcast with Mark about our favorite movies, which we never got to. So um, here's a sexy story I have written. I hope you and your audience enjoy it. Selena. It was a it was a weeknight and I was bored looking at porn. Bars and clubs were closed and I was feeling antsy. I got the idea to go out to a local video arcade after watching some Glory Hill videos. That's how it starts. I put on a latex mini dress, patent leather, thigh-high stiletto boots, pairs with this pair with this black wig, some garish makeup, and long trench coat, and I looked like an easy good time, but with a little mystery still left under the jacket. Uh, and through the adult store entrance the clerk barely batted an eye when i came up to buy tokens for the arcade i think he knew what was up when he said there's nobody in there what he answered you're all alone there's no one in the arcade he was right a quick scan of the booths and i didn't see any feet under the stall doors i took the first booth in the hallway and started a video i might as well spend the tokens i bought the booth was oddly clean. There was a glory hole in the wall, a TV screen with a dozen video selections. I uh, dialed through the usual options, watched a little bit, checked on the glory hole. Not much changed. After 15 minutes, it seemed useless to stick around, so I left. Outside, 
I could see a few cars in the lot, but I didn't think that they were for the adult bookstore. I started up my car and drove off. On the road, a truck tailgated me. They flickered their high beams, then pulled up next to me, signaling me to pull over. He was a middle-aged man, five o'clock shadow. Looked like he had just got off work. Hi, I'm Jay. I saw you in the arcade. I replied to him. I thought no one was there. Yeah, it was dead in there, but I saw you. You were the only ones in there. I figured you were looking for a good time, so I got a proposition. What's that? Well, me and my buddy are passing through through town. We're staying at a motel up the road. We're looking for a no-strings-attached good time, and it looks like you got exactly what we're looking for. I played coy. What do I have? (laughs) You have a nice bubble butt and a pair of cock-sucking lips. It took a minute to consider what he was proposing, then asked for directions to the motel. It was less than a mile away. He got back into his truck, and I followed. We walked up to his room. He opened the door for me, and sitting on the bed was Jay's buddy. Jay announced, Look, Chuck. Look what I brought us. She was at the arcade all by her lonesome. Chuck sat up. Ugh. Chuck sat up from the bed and introduced himself, touching my hip, then running his hand down my leg, up the middle of to my crotch, where he slid his finger into my panties. Jay stood behind me and fondled my ass while Chuck pulled my panties to the side so he could stroke my cock and rubbed his finger on my asshole. This felt great. Two pairs of manly hands massaging my cheeks while another stroked me and played with my ass. Jay was kissing my neck and Chuck sucked my cock while forcefully pushing his fingers in my ass. I pushed Chuck on the bed, unzipped his pants, and found a girthy, circumcised, stiff cock and kissed the head down before swirling my tongue. I took his thick cock into my mouth and slowly worked my way down. I was on the verge of gagging. His cock took up every bit of room in my mouth and down my throat. I inhaled on the way up and then held my breath when I went back down, deep-throating him and fondling his balls. Jay hiked up my skirt and pulled off my panties, then placed a pillow under my hips. Without much warning, I felt his big, blunt-headed, blunt-headed cock press up against my asshole. I guess I wasn't warmed up as I th- as much as I thought I was. When Jay pushed up against, I felt the pain of his cock trying to enter me. I w- it was so great, I forgot to service Chuck's cock. Jay rubbed some lube on my anus and tried again. This time, I had a much easier time accepting Jay's cock as it slipped past my sphincter and paused to let it stretch a little bit. I kept throbbing up and down on Chuck's shaft. I kept bobbing up and down on Chuck's shaft. Jay pushed against me to get the rest of his cock down my rectum, cock down into my rectum where he stopped. My rectum felt full and pushed to the limit, and that's when Jay's Jay began to stroke in and out. I turned around and asked Jay to pull out. I reached into my boot to get a condom. Oh, you don't want me coming in your ass, Jay asked. No, I do, but there are some serious tenderizing. <laughs> And with that, I gave him a ribbed condom for her pleasure, Jay exclaimed. And Chuck chimed and and remind me that his cock still needed servicing. 
Chuck's cock was hot, covered in spit and super slick as it slid past my lips and tickled my throat. I suddenly felt Jay's ribbed condom covered cock push its way in back its way back into my ass. I could feel every millimeter of the condom as it slid in. The head was ribbed while the rest of the shaft was studded. His head eventually worked its way into my rectum to tickle my inner walls while the shaft while the studded shafts created fr- fi- friction on my sphincter. Jay picked up some speed fucking me with con- with a continuous rhythm. Rhythm. The three of us were on the bed, Chuck laying there on his back while I sucked his cock and my ass up on the pillow while Jay fucked it. My ass was on fire from the friction and the ribbed condom, so it was getting very loose and juicy. The friction became too much, so I asked Jay to take the condom off. He teased me, saying he might keep it on, seeing what it was doing for me, causing my ass to drip. Jay, please take it off. I can't take it anymore. Oh, it's getting too much? If I take it off, there's no going back. I gotta come somewhere, and it's gonna be in your ass. Or do you want me to pull pull out? No, Jay, come in my ass, I begged him. Jay pulled out, took the condom off, and plunged it back in. Jay's Jay's cock this time felt so smooth and easy to take in. What a serious relief it was to take his smooth dick. I let out a moan while Chuck's cock was buried deep in my throat, deep buried down my throat. Chuck liked the moaning. He said it felt good on his cock, so I kept... Moaning, vibrating his cock while Jay fucked me with his smooth bare dick. The moaning must have been too much for Chuck because within no time I could feel his body tense up. His cock started shuddering, and he grabbed my head with a and grabbed my head and with uh, very oh, mistype here. He grabbed my head and. Uh, with sudden movements, Chuck face-fucked me before coming. He pulled his cock out a little to rest his head on my tongue, and then I felt his dick throb and cum spurt into my mouth. Chum- ch- chums. Chuck's cum filled my mouth as I let it swirl all over. My cheeks, the roof of my mouth, my teeth, and even my drool a little from my lips. Jay saw this, then exclaimed he was about to come, and that he he reached around gripped my cock and stroked. Jay stroked in unison with his thrusting and with Chuck's cum in my mouth. That was all I needed, so I started to come. When I came, I squeezed tight around Jay's cock as he started to come. Jay's hips rammed deep into my ass to the point of rocking my body forward and held it there while his cock pulsated and pumped gobs of cum deep inside me. My ass burned a little from the ribbed condom so when jay finished coming and stroking his cock in my ass i could feel the cum work its way out around my bum my asshole was numb loose ruby red and his cum was pearlescent and like hot lava as it gushed out of me i spit i spit chuck's cum into my hand reached back and spread it all over my asshole we took a break before i before I let Jay and Chuck switch positions again. A couple of sweet goodbyes, and I was out the door leaving for home. The next morning, I could barely sit right. Well, thank you, Selena. Holy shit, sorry that took me so long to fucking get to that. That is what I call a spicy story. And you know what? 
I want you to send me another one if you have one. That was fucking awesome. Both of these were really good. Uh, we got one fiction here. We got one nonfiction. This is fucking awesome. This is like turning into a perverted library. But anyways, folks, everything has been going really well. I've been happy with everything, and I just wanted to let everybody know I'm sorry for my absence. You know, I was trying for, I'm pretty sure, as most of you remember, or are kind of aware of, that there was a while there where I was doing like a an episode every week, which took up all my fucking free time. It was it was really a lot. I it, I really shouldn't have been doing that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to push them out as I'm ready for them. Uh, I I'm I'm trying not to get ahead of myself. With uh, I, I, I it's I don't know. It's weird because like with some of the subjects I really want to talk about. Because they're the type of subjects that they are, there's no light way to talk about some of the subjects. Um, you know, well, like there's a lot of trans stuff that I wanted to talk about specifically, and like just certain like rights and stuff like that, or just dealing with people online, or uh, seeing how more uh, people online or famous people or socially active people on like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or the YouTube verse or whatever, just how they feel about like a lot of that stuff. And I kind of wanted to add my two cents in with like how a lot of these people seem to interpret things or just kind of craft their own theories or whatever, without really knowing anybody that lives a particular way like that. And I do not want to do those uh, type of episodes, any injustice by having them be overly brief or um, uh, not in detail, you know? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Let me go to documents. Uh, Let's see. Two-year plan, 2025 to 2026 plan. Um, Where the hell did it go? I don't think I deleted it. Anyways, there was... Maybe I did delete it. Anyways, I um, I had a bunch of subjects typed out somewhere where I uh, was going to talk about stuff in the future. Some of them were way more complex than I initially thought, and I kept pushing them off and pushing them off. One of the episodes that I wanted to get into, and this was just going to be like a very long list of things, but it was basically going to have to do with like trans and cross-dressing people or androgynous people in the media and like just like who the actors or actresses were what they um what they acted in or what maybe what uh what type of musician they are or what band they're in i just wanted to talk about everything in, in, in the whole and i i was like 5 pages deep of just information before i realized like this doesn't even fucking cover what i want to talk about this is not even fucking close so uh, I don't know what I did with that. Uh, I'm going to have to look for that because that was a very dense uh, thing that I had typed up. And I, oh, here's my podcast folder right here. I'm fucking staring right at it. So I had planned another one to do with my mom over the phone. Uh, I was going to talk about, this one was just more for perverse reasons, but it was like trans performers like male to female trans performers that kind of caught my attention um i was going to mention like i don't know like 10 different people 
something like that, 12 different people that were just in different porns that I just want to like bring up and kind of give you their bio stats. And, um, you know, like just like my favorite scene with them or whatever, just because I do a lot of my porn exploring on X hamster now. So there seems to be way more trans performers on X hamster than there is on Pornhub. Uh, from the entire quantity spectrum or quality spectrum, I'll say. So you get like all the famous people plus all the people that are just starting out. And that is something that I am really, really, I don't know. I, it's all typed up in here. Like I could fucking talk about, it. I have all the details that I, that I wanted to talk about, but I was like, I, I don't know. I just kept pushing that one off. Cause I was like, I don't even know if anybody would be interested. And, um, yeah, I have a I have a few other ones, but I'm 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 rambling. I can sense it, and it is currently six p.m. It is time for me to take my spironolactone. Perfect timing. So, uh, per usual, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please, 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 fucking email me, people. Um, you know, I get more I get more comments and messages than I do emails, and. If you would like me to mention you on the podcast, uh, please be sure that. You want what name you want me to use? Tell me how old you are, where you're from, and if you have a real story, a fake story, um, please share them. If you have, uh, and again, that's for like sexual stories or whatever. But if you also have a story that's not sexual in nature and it's something talking about something nice coming out to a family member or friends, or your workplace, or just because somebody treated you in a particular way, share anything with me. There's a whole bunch of us listening to this shit now, and I I kind of want to show everybody that it's okay to share. But please, please be clear about what you want me to share on there. So be like, hey, my name's so-and-so, but please use this name to to refer to me and the podcast or whatever because i don't want to out anybody and i don't want anybody to get in trouble okay original sin 1369 at gmail.com again that is original sin sin spelt s-y-n 1369 at gmail.com and if you look in the show notes you're going to see my link tree with all my other accounts for all the clean stuff naughty stuff whatever so if you want to go to youtube or go to my twitter or my uh, Instagram, well, Twitter is now called X, or uh, OnlyFans, whatever. You can do all that, okay? Anyways, folks, it is 6.01. I've been talking too goddamn much. I am going to get out of here. Uh, I am going to try to get my buddy Jimmy on here soon. He's my buddy um, from Instagram. He's fucking hilarious and insane. Just listening to him share all of his stories is fucking bananas. But... There I go rambling again. I'm out of here, folks. It was good to talk to you again. Talk to you later, sissies. Bye.